It's that time of year again. Yes, it is. Thanksgiving has come and gone. And now we're on to Christmas. And all of our guilty pleasure Christmas movies. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Home Wrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, Monique. Monique. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. How was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. It was great. We ate a lot of food. Yeah, we sure did. And I think last week we talked about Thanksgiving traditions and trying to start our own new type of tradition. And I think I found one for our family for next year. Okay, what what was that? Because it's kind of been happening the past couple of years. So we told the listeners about the previous Thanksgiving where I had my turkey upside down and didn't realize it, so we ended up ordering Chinese. Well, this year my dad tried to cook the turkey a different way, and it just took a whole lot longer than he expected. So everything else was ready, and then the turkey wasn't. So we decided we're just going to eat dessert first because by the time the turkey is ready and we can eat it, it'll be kind of like time to eat dinner. So we'll just do dessert first and then we won't have to worry about getting the turkey ready. So start Thanksgiving by eating dessert at, say, lunchtime. Yeah. Eat dessert, fill up on that, and then dinner would be the turkey and everything else. Well, whenever the turkey's ready, then go to the turkey. Yeah. Okay, I guess that works. Sure, why not? And that way we don't have to worry about yeah, anything. Okay. That, that's great. Yeah, that works. Do you have anything else you want to share about Thanksgiving? Well, I want to give a shout out to my awesome parents for making a wonderful meal. They really Oh yeah. They worked very it hard so and good. everything was so good. My dad made these green beans and it's with bacon and shallots and they were delicious. And yeah, I'm just like thinking of all the food, so I'm just like quiet reflecting, getting hungry, thinking of all the delicious things that they made. But they really did a great job. So thank you guys. It was phenomenal. I haven't eaten that much food in I don't know how long. And they did have, my mom did make her meat pie. Oh, You were worried about that. I I was. Well, yeah. All right. I guess guess you could say I wasn't worried, but I was, there was a slight concern that that wouldn't happen. Oh, that was so good. And I had, I had more today. You did. I, I had another slice today. You were all like, nope, just that one slice, that's it. That's what I said. That's what I said, but I guess I was lying to myself. You made an exception because it was that good. <laughs> yes, but now I'm I'm back to... Back to being good. Back back to normal and eating the, for me. The, only, the other thing I want to touch on, because we talked about it last week, was cranberry sauce. You and I are big fans of the yes, ocean spray that's canned right. jellied yeah. cranberry sauce. Right. We we talked about that last week and we ended up your mom actually made her own cranberry sauce. So she doesn't like canned cranberry sauce, but every year that's what we have because that's what everyone else likes. So she decided she's gonna make her own cranberry sauce. Yeah. She got a recipe and she made her, her own and it was actually really, really good. I think you're underselling it. It it wasn't really good. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I I told I was I was talking with our oldest about it yesterday, and he, I think he said he didn't didn't try cranberry sauce or didn't like cranberry sauce or something like that. I don't he think said, he liked it. And I said, "Well, we're gonna your your Gigi, your grandma made a cranberry sauce, and then we have the canned, so you can we can do a taste test. You can try them out." And he was kind of a little apprehensive. And then I, so I said, well, I'm going to try it first. So I tried her sauce first. I didn't have any canned yesterday. I only had hers because it was that good. And she puts like, she did good. orange zest in it. It was fantastic. And whatever really she did. made a difference was too. Whatever. It yeah, was it was delicious. Fantastic. Whatever it was. It was way better than the canned. I didn't, like I said, I didn't even have any canned. Didn't even bother with it. <laughs> so yeah, it was what a meal. So good job, Mom. Yes. Thank you, folks, very much. It was fantastic. It was delicious. Yeah. Good stuff. So now on to Christmas time. Yes. Because that's going to be now, what, less than a month away? Yeah, it's less yeah, than a month less away. Than a month. Which is insane when you think about it. How Everyone... quickly 2019 just flew right oh, by. Yeah. 
everyone's doing their Christmas shopping with all the sales and everything. Yeah, well, we're we're recording this on Black Friday. We are. So the day after Thanksgiving, where all the people go nuts for their deals and what have you. We just do everything online now. It's so much easier. Pretty much. much. So much easier. And usually this time of year is when we get into watching holiday movies, like 99% of the rest of the world. So we actually watched our first one of the season last night. Well, yeah, we we got home and it was too late for the kids to nap. So we decided we'll do a family movie night. And we'll just keep everybody up. Yeah. We'll watch a movie on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And what did we watch? We watched The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes. And this movie is so great. I love this movie. I love this movie too. But not just because of the actual movie itself, but... Because of some of the stuff surrounding it and some of the theories surrounding the movie. And I first stumbled upon this stuff maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago Mm -hmm. on the internet, of course, where you find all wonderful, great things. And there's, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories surrounding the actual Santa Claus, the movie and the actual, and the, and there's two sequels as well, which we're not going to talk about really, but there are two sequels as well. I can't believe that movie came out in 1994. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, 94. I guess we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit today. We'll, we watched it last night, so we figured how we'll do kind of like a little review. But then, yeah, we'll we'll give the rundown, the basic. I think most people have watched this movie, so they know it's what been it's on about. TV yeah. so many times on so many different channels. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll give a quick synopsis of the yeah. movie, a brief one, and then we're, then we're gonna talk gonna, about it. And then we're gonna yeah, then we're gonna deep dive <laughs> into it because there's some there's some interesting stuff about this movie. So, all right, so do you want me to do the synopsis or do you want to do it? Sure, you can do it. Okay, so Scott Calvin, played by Tim Allen, is uh, he works for a toy company. We don't know what he does exactly, but I think it has something to do with marketing. I was gonna say it's kind of hinted at that, yeah, something like that. So he's a divorcee. His wife is remarried. They have a son. He's got to be, what, eight or nine years old, something like that. So his son comes to stay with him on Christmas Eve. He reads him the night before Christmas, bedtime story. Kid goes to sleep. He goes to sleep. Kid wakes up because he hears some banging on the roof, footsteps, whatever, a ruckus. A rose, such a clatter. Right. He goes, he wakes up his dad. His dad's like, okay, whatever. And, and, And Tim Allen's character's kind of a dink he's whatever he's a dink essentially i love that you called him a dink that was great i'm trying to be pg ish (laughs) he's a dickhead there we go (laughs) we'll just call what it is i I like dink it was fun (laughs) all right so (laughs) so he puts on his coat because he hears the ruckus too and he's like what the hell's going on so he runs outside and he looks up and he sees santa claus well Somebody dressed in a Santa suit on his roof yells up to the guy who immediately he kind of like slips and falls and falls off the roof, lands on the ground in front of him, whatever. Kid comes out, you killed Santa. He's whatever. They they have this little exchange. So anyhow, he looks for ID on the guy because he doesn't think it's Santa. He thinks it's just some random dude that was on his roof finds a business card that says the Santa Claus and then a ladder just appears. The kid climbs up to the roof. They see reindeer on the roof. It says put on the suit. Put on the suit. And and the reindeer will know what to do. Something like that. Yeah. Thank you. I've watched this movie a lot. Yeah, you have. (laughs) Anyway, he goes up. They put on the suit, blah, 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 whatever. He goes and delivers toys to everybody. They go to the North Pole. They meet the elves who are weird. They're little kids dressed up, but they're supposedly hundreds or thousands of years old. He goes back, and then the rest of the movie is basically his son saying that he's the real Santa Claus. His ex-wife and her husband, her new husband, the stepfather of the child, who is a he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. He's a shrink. And this guy, Judge Reinhold, plays him. Mm-hmm. So Judge Reinhold is so awesome. What a great actor, and he does such a great job making you just be annoyed as all hell with this doctor character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Neil. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they were going for or not, but it, it, he annoyed the hell out of me, but I was like, this is perfect. That's the point. This is yeah. like perfect. And he his did, sweaters. He, yeah, he did awesome. So anyway, they, they become concerned for Charlie, the boy, because they think that he's becoming delusional and 
Well, part of it is in the buying very, into the fantasy of Santa Claus, and part of it is because in the very beginning of the movie, he's like, "Did you tell Charlie that there's no such thing as Santa? That he doesn't exist?" And his ex-wife and the kid's stepfather basically told him there's no such thing as Santa, yeah. which kind of is what starts it because the ex-wife and stepdad are saying like. If you're doing this to get your kid to like you, that's not good. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah. So okay. that's why they're kind of trying to take custody away from him. Yeah. So basically, they're, yeah, it's it's kind of like a custody battle type of deal. And so now we know that he is Santa Claus because he slowly starts to transform. He starts putting on weight. His hair starts changing color. He starts to grow a beard. He shaves within 10 minutes. His head, his Beard is fully grown in again. Craving cookies and milk, knowing who's naughty or nice. Yeah. Uh, he gets a FedEx delivery. It's something like five or six trucks show up with, quote unquote, the list, which is just boxes and boxes mm-hmm. full of names. Kids of line kids. up to sit on his lap while he's at the park. Yeah. Kids just randomly line up to sit on his lap at the park. Yeah. So he's slowly turning into Santa Claus because he put on the suit. And yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially the movie. So the end of the movie... Basically, he he gets his son. They oh, that's right. He loses custody at one point. Mm-hmm. He loses custody, and then comes. Was it Christmas Eve? So no, it was Thanksgiving again? because Thanksgiving, Bernard, sorry, yes. the head elf, played yes. by David Crumholtz, tells him you have until Thanksgiving to get your affairs in order, and then you're due back here at the North Pole. So it's Thanksgiving. Right. He shows up at the house, and he takes Charlie to the North Pole with him. That's what it was, yeah. And so the F, like the police are involved, the FBI is involved, and so they know that on Christmas Eve, that they're this is when the time, the window when they're going to be able to get Charlie back. So they set everything up and they get him and arrest him. Yeah, Arre- they arrest Charlie. No, they arrest Santa. Yeah, okay. Well, you said they get him and arrest him. They get who? They, <laughs> yeah, they get Santa and arrest him. Yes. And then get he get Santa gets broken out by elves. Yeah. And basically is able to convince his ex-wife and her husband that he really is Santa Claus. Yeah, he really is. They he doesn't even have to convince him. They just kind of look at him and then all of a sudden for whatever reason, they you know. know, cue some holiday music and then they look and they they've got the the, the look of realization on their face like, oh, "Santa? It is you." It is you. Yeah, it's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about that part. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to all that. But essentially, that's how the movie ends. He's now has transformed and become Santa Claus. And they so, let Charlie go out with him. Let's yeah, say. yeah. So they 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 tackle a couple of fun, a couple of fun questions that children will have when they start to question whether or not Santa Claus is real. That what happens if a house doesn't have a fireplace? They tackle that question. What if he? doesn't fit down the, the chimney and uh, they tackle a bunch of the stuff. They do it pretty creatively. It's pretty funny how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of fun humor in the movie where both adults and kids could enjoy it and laugh together. Yeah. But I mean, if you're, if you've never seen this movie and you're listening to our review and you're going to go watch it, don't expect it to be this phenomenal, funny holiday movie. No, Remember this came out in 1994. Fun. For me, I like it because it's something my kids can watch, but also because it's something that I watched when I was younger, and it's kind of a nostalgic thing watching that movie. It's a classic for us. For us, yeah. But if you actually watch it and you, and you put on the 2019 lens and you try to eliminate all that other stuff and you watch it through like today's, no, it's not. It's not that great a movie. It's really not like this phenomenal holiday See, I, movie or anything. I still think it's a great movie. Uh, well, again, like I said, if you're watching it through rose-colored glasses, like the nostalgic ones, and yeah, then fine. But if you're looking at it completely objectively from a today standpoint, the special effects are pretty lame. Just a lot of weird stuff in the in the movie. Tim Allen, like I said, he's a dickhead. He's he's not a likable guy until like the very end of the movie when he finally becomes and completes the transformation but of Santa Claus. Basically, like yeah, and he's That's learned it. like oh yeah, I was a dick. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole movie, he's just a real. He's just a dick. He's not. He's not a nice guy. He's not like that through the whole movie. Most of it. No, I yeah, think he learns movie, humility. As he's going through that process. Sure, but I mean, he kidnaps his son for a month. Yeah, that was kind of messed <laughs> I mean, up. there you go. Like, he kidnaps his kid, 
Doesn't doesn't tell the mom that he's got him. Nothing like that. Well, I Charlie mean, calls. Yeah, he calls one time for like three seconds. Oh, I'm at the North Pole with the elves and we're making toys. Bye. Like, what? There's a lot of stuff with the movie that's obviously wrong. But that essentially is the synopsis of the movie. Now, if you want, we can deep dive and yeah. talk about some of these things. Why don't we start with what did you really enjoy about it? I mean, we kind of briefly touched on it, but what did you really enjoy about the movie? It, we just watched it last night, so it should be fresh I in your mind. Like, I just know from watching it, because I watch it every holiday season. Sure. I like Tim Allen. I think he does a really great job in this movie. He's funny. The cracks he makes at his ex-wife's husband... Yeah. It, it, yeah, he's he's a jerk, but it's still really funny. Oh, that stuff's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you look if you're looking at it objectively, like from a let's let's say just from a parental standpoint, is that really the best example he's setting for his son making these wisecracks no, to the stepdad? No, but that's not why you're watching it. It's just No, I I understand. I'm just saying again, getting back to he's not a likable guy. He's funny to you and me, sure. Yeah, he's funny to the moviegoer, but if you're looking at it objectively as a what kind of person is this, it's not really a good person. That's what I'm saying. I understand, but you asked me why I like the movie. I'm telling you why I like the yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. Go continue. <laughs> I love, he gives me a shrug. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, carry on. So, so, Tim Allen, go ahead. He's really funny. They have good humor throughout the movie. There's parts where he starts putting on weight and he goes to his office, they're in a meeting, and you can see the transformation of Santa Claus, and he's still trying to like be in denial, like, oh, I got stung by a bee, and the dry cleaner lost all my clothes. He has all these excuses. It's like, then he kind of goes into Santa mode about one of the toys they're, they want to put out, and he's like, Santa wouldn't do that! And he, it, like, you can see that transformation, and I feel like they did a good job building that transformation, because you know based off the kind of guy he was in that meeting, he would have just been like, oh yeah, that's great. So he's trying to stop himself. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this, why I'm acting like this, but I feel like they did a good job with that transformation going from a jerk to being able to be Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving that to me. That's all you liked? What did you think? What did you think of the elves? I thought I liked it. It was different. And one of the things that when we go a little deeper into it, I, I have my theory on it about okay. everything. But yeah, I, I like them. I liked Bernard. I like David Krumholtz. I think he's a good actor. Okay. So that was what you liked. I just, I liked it as a whole. It's just a movie I can watch and enjoy it. It's about not one specific thing or a couple specific things. It's just as a whole, I watch it and... I feel good and I enjoy it. Now, let me ask you this. Aside from it being about Santa Claus and obviously taking place around Christmas time, do you think it's a good holiday movie? Do you think it has a good message, I guess? I don't know. I have to ponder I know, I'm that. totally putting you on the spot with that, but it just it's just a question that popped in my mind because as we're talking about some of these things and we're uh, even myself just tossing out some of these things and points that I'm thinking about, is it really a good holiday movie? Does it have because essentially for the most part holiday movies, yes, they take place around Christmas time and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I think in it, essence, they're supposed to have a kind of like I'm, a good I'm positive say yes, message because it teaches you don't be so hasty to judge and react. You have Scott Calvin who's judging, judging on who? like the elves, Santa Claus, the North Pole, everything based off of what he's seeing. He's like this is silly, you guys are silly. He has that just, this is ridiculous attitude. He's judging without actually like opening up his mind and seeing it for what it is. You have his ex-wife and her husband who are judging and reacting. What's the big deal? Their son believes in Santa Claus and is saying, oh, my dad's Santa. So you want to take custody away? Like what's the real harm in that? You know, and they bring it up later. Like, why are we acting like this? It, it makes you realize like, okay, you have to take a step back sometimes. Like, why are we getting so upset about these things or being so negative about these things? And, you know, just teaches to be more positive. Okay. So I think that's a good message. That was, a, that was wow. You pulled that one out of, out of left field. Well done. 
Nice job. Do you want to know what I liked about the movie? Yes. Thinking, huh? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, that was my answer. Nothing. <laughs> but yet you like it. Uh, no. No, I, I honestly, even, even though Tim Allen's character is kind of a, he's a dink. <laughs> Back to that word. I thought he was the best part of the movie. Just because... Tim out he's a likable he's a likable character and and a lot of I thought did you ever watch Home Improvement when you were younger yeah I think a lot of his character had a lot of the he brought a lot of the Tim the Toolman Taylor kind of delivery with stuff it was Tim well, I feel like Tim Allen is good know? at being a smart ass yeah so he 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 did that very well mm-hmm. and so that those are the parts that I enjoyed I liked his quip set yes at Dr. Neil I liked all that kind of stuff to me, that was that was funny, and of course, that's kind of what you're going to get when you're watching Tim Allen in a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of his selling point. He's he's a gimmick. That's that's his deal. To me, that was the best part of the movie was was him, essentially. Yeah. Which I, I guess is probably a good thing if that's the star of the movie. You probably and want that to be what one of the is, best parts. I, I read they wanted Bill Murray to the, to do the Bill movie. Murray. I guess it was originally written for Bill Murray, yeah. according to trivia, on I think it was IMDb, yeah. right? Yeah, he was. It was originally uh, written for him, and and he turned it down because he said it wasn't really his type of humor. Yeah, and then right? they went to like Chevy Chase, and yeah, they and went, to, like, a people people went to a few other people scheduling conflicts. Yeah, yeah, and it's like wow, because Tim Allen, you have like he ended up doing another Christmas movie, Christmas with the Cranks, another That's right. Christmas movie that I love, and I think it's because of Tim Allen that. It's just he's, he's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's one of those actors that if you like him, you're you're pretty much gonna like anything he does because yeah. he's essentially you like his humor. He's him in everything, mm-hmm. even in all his TV oh, shows. Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, I like love that it's movie. him. Yes, <laughs> like that's, it is him. It's like uh, that guy's got to be have the easiest job as an actor because he's just basically playing himself. And when though, this movie it, came know? out, like I I remember hearing that. He, I guess he got arrested before for something and he, he had a record and then Disney. He was in prison. Yes. He he did prison time. And Disney found out after the fact. So they made the exception for him. Oh yeah. Because they had like a strict, like no felon or no convicted criminals policy or something like that for, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Tim Allen. What are you going to do? Yeah, I forget what did he go to prison for. I, I think I want to say it was drug dealing or something like that. It was in the eighties. He was yeah. he did a stint in prison though. He did hard time, so he's Tim Allen's hard for those of you mm. that talk street. Yeah, I just is, thought of the office. A prison Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, did you know that Tim Allen said on I think it was Jimmy Kimmel the original plot? I don't think I told you this before. Tim Allen was going to shoot Santa Claus. Off the roof, <laughs> so that was the original script. The original script, he was gonna he was supposed to shoot and kill Santa, and his Charlie was gonna say to him, "You just killed Santa," and then he was gonna say, "He shouldn't have been on the roof when he wasn't invited." That was that was a, it. Wasn't just gonna be him yelling up to him and him, you know, Santa just yeah. whoa falling off the roof, being, getting all startled. He was gonna shoot Santa off the roof. At the time, the head of Disney was Jeffrey Katzenberg, and he said that we can't start a movie like that. And so Tim Allen asked him why not, because the company kills all the parents in all its other movies anyway. So why can't we just kill Santa at the beginning of the movie? And obviously they didn't go that route. Well, because because Santa's nobody's parent. No, 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 right. But, you know, the... Katzenberg is saying we can't yeah. start a movie like that, but Tim Allen's retort was, "But you guys kill the parents in of every course. movie anyway, so what's the big deal? Yeah. You guys That'd start, you guys start all your animated movies, you all kill your classics. Everyone in everybody, your movies. everybody dies, so why can't we start a movie like that?" Yeah. But I just thought it was pretty interesting that that it, that was the original script. It was going to be dark like that. I mean, that's a pretty dark beginning to a movie. And and there's some conspiracies about this movie because I was watching it last night and I, it just popped in my head. I don't read about the conspiracies or what people think about it. So this is me not knowing anything about the theories of the movie. Something popped in my head. Yeah, the, and then, there's a lot of different... Fan, when you say conspiracies, it's not like there's any kind of like... I, I, there's nothing plot there's, conspiracies. It's it's more like fan theories. Yes, but they're all theories. dark and twisted. Yeah. And if you actually watch the movie with these theories in mind, 
they make sense. But they're going through the first one through all three. I'm just, yes, some of so them do, yes. I just want to talk about my theory okay. for this one. Sure. And then we can talk about those others and compare them. Okay. When you're watching the movie, you if you really look, you see the elves popping up around Scott Calvin before Santa comes. Because he, yes. you see a little girl, like all these kids looking in a toy shop window. And you look and one of the girls who goes and walks away, she has pointy ears. She's an elf. Mm-hmm. And I think in Denny's there's a kid, but he's actually an elf. Because if you look, there's pointy ears. Yep. And so then... At all the this, very end of the movie, same thing when, when they're all the, ki- yeah, all the they're kids are there. Going there's around like Santa. three or four that are elves and that end up turning but around. It, running they away. look like kids. Yeah. yeah. But why would Santa be so loud on their roof? It's just really weird that it's it's like boom boom like intentionally loud. I think. oh yeah yeah. And so he gets up and oh hey and Santa takes like the per- perfect bump. He slides down and lands on a snowbank. Yeah. Like that wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> let's be realistic okay. it's two stories people okay. jump off two stories they might break something but it's typically not fatal unless you land on your head yeah and yeah. he landed in a snowbank of white fluffy snow okay yeah and so you're he- telling me he really died but so you have santa and he even lifts his hand and waves goodbye so we know he's not really dead yeah that's true yeah that is he, true. he waved goodbye he you know he's not dead so i think Santa wanted to retire because there's a part further in the movie when he's at the North Pole and he's like, well, did you see the when, Santa Claus? The Scott Calvin. Okay. And Bernard's like, well, did you read it? And who's Bernard again? He's the head elf. Okay. Crumholtz. Yes, David okay. Crumholtz. Yeah. He's the head elf. And he's like, well, did you actually read it? It's the actual clause. And it's like, by putting on this suit, you're taking on the role of Santa Claus in the event of death or now I can't think of the word, but basically like he, he plans out he's going to leave like a retirement. And I was like, well, that's got to be it. Santa was probably like, I'm done. I'm going to pick my replacement. And so everyone's strategically in place. I'm going to be loud enough so he wakes up. I'm going to fall off the roof. And then I can go retire and do what I want to do. Fulfill the rest of his life however he wants, I would think. That's how I think it was set up. So I don't think Santa really died. I think he just retired and had chosen Scott as his replacement. And think about it. It plays in the movie. His initials are SC, Scott Calvin, and then SC Santa Claus. So that's your theory. That's my theory. That, that it was. Now let's hear yours and you, I well, want to compare well, them. Well, you're not the only one that has that theory. That's a that's a popular one that's out there that Santa, at the, the, the Santa at the beginning of the movie wanted out. He just he yeah. had enough of it. And if you look at it, the mythology of this that this movie is creating in their cinematic universe or whatever, Santa can be anybody. They just mm-hmm. have to put on the suit, yeah. essentially, and it, it can be just anyone. So if this Santa came on our roof and he fell or but the whatever, way it's worded in the clause is if he dies. Let me read the exact line. All right. In putting on the suit and entering the sleigh, the wearer waives any and all rights to any previous identity, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus in perpetuity until such time that wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. Design. By design. That was what I was thinking of before. Okay. So then we think that Santa designed this. He designed his quote-unquote demise so that he didn't have to be Santa anymore and he made Scott Calvin take yes, over the job. exactly. Okay, great. So I guess I'm not the only one who thinks No, that. I mean, it's it's right there in the in the movie. It, it pretty much, it doesn't outright say it, but it's kind of... I feel like kinda, it sets you up, you have to pay attention. You have to, you do have to pay attention. It's kind of, it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit, I guess, cerebral in that way. You have to really be paying attention to some of these details to get it. If you're just watching it as a kid's movie and you're not really paying that much attention, okay, you're like, all right, you can listen to that and go, okay, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. But, but you start to go back and it's, I think it's when you watch the movie for the so second and third time times. and then you watch it so many times and you start to pick out the elves in the restaurant and the elves at the end of the movie and you start to see they're everywhere like, around this guy. You're like, wait a second, what the yeah. hell? So either th- this is really brilliant filmmaking 
which it has to be. They, they, these things don't just happen by accident or the script. Well, think about it. Nobody was shocked that Santa was gone. That's the other part of it that, yeah, that's the other part of it too. So when, you would think they knew. Yeah, when this guy shows up, when Scott Calvin shows up at the North Pole with his son, mm-hmm. he's got his nine-year-old, 10-year-old yeah. son with him. Nobody's surprised. Nobody's like, who PJs are you? No, nobody, yeah. yeah, nothing. Nobody even batted like an eye. December 23rd, that night, Christmas, uh, Santa Claus had his retirement party. December they, 23rd? Yeah, because it was Christmas Eve going into Christmas that night. So the night before. So December 24th? No, because that's the night he went out. Getting re- You go out Christmas Eve because the time Christmas changed. Christmas Eve, December 24th. I know. That's why I'm saying the day before Christmas Eve. Okay, you said Christmas Eve, but anyway. The day before Christmas Eve. Okay, the day before Christmas Eve. December 23rd. That's when I can see them having the retirement, good luck, goodbye Uh, party, celebrating. So they're already ready to move on. They know the drill. They know what's going on. They're prepared for this. Yeah, these elves are, they're little kids, but they they look, sorry, they look like little kids, but they're supposedly hundreds of years old, if not thousands. The right? actors are kids. Yeah, the actors are kids, but in the story, they're... Very old. Very old, right. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. They did. They had a retirement party for the guy, and mm-hmm. he, he decided, oh, SC... I, I, who knows how he picks whoever that... Maybe you can maybe only have those initials that. or well, something. Maybe who he knew, like, this is what this guy needed to fix his life, to get it on track so he, maybe they choose people who <laughs> who they know kind of need this and will do well with it i guess sure that's open to speculation oh absolutely how, how, i'm just trying to how, it's cho- how he's chosen i don't think anybody put, put that much positive theory out there oh jeez. but yeah so anyway it was supposed to be a darker movie just based on what Tim Allen said that, that one time mm-hmm. on the jimmy fallon show so i thought that was pretty interesting that that's the original script now what are the Darker the fan creepy right. fan theories. Okay, so that that was one of them. Was the I mean that's kind of a factual thing. It was supposed to be darker. So I think that there's a little bit of validity to some of these theories. Whether or not they're 100 percent accurate is debatable. And uh, until the actual writers of the filmmakers come out and actually give any credence to any of them, we we can only speculate, right? I think that. We know what the original opening was supposed to be before the head of Disney had it changed. If that was going to be the start of the movie, they have all these other things that are still in the movie, the elves, the claws itself, all that kind of stuff sprinkled throughout. Makes me think that, yeah, maybe there was a little bit something. Maybe this, if they changed that beginning, what else did they change in the script from the original script to make it more, I guess, Disney friendly? One of the darker theories that's out there well, it's, I mean, the, the, we just kind of said it that the elves are in on it. The, this was a this was a popular Reddit thread that the previous Santa planned on not being Santa anymore, and the elves were in on it. Yeah, no kidding. It's it's obvious just by their reactions, yeah. right? So that was one of the popular threads. Unless that, it happens all the time, which would be kind of yeah. And weird. we know just from the from this movie and the the two sequels that happened after, Scott Calvin's around for at least a couple years. Yeah. Just based on on that, right? I'm, I I have to go, I have to go into my notes here a little bit and just tell you some of the stuff that I found. Now, this is this is the movie itself is again kind of dark if you think about it. Just the stuff that's left in because the wearer of the suit now, as we as you already read before, waves all rights to his previous identity. That's kind of messed up if you think about it. Like, okay, you're Santa Claus now. You, whoever you were before doesn't matter. Doesn't That makes no well, difference. So you're this, now Santa. This is one of the things I think You have no of. choice in the matter. When I watch this movie, does he have to sell his house? Like, what happens? Because he's obviously not... He can't keep his job. Yeah. Who's paying for his house? Like, So, again, random things I think of. Well, think about this, too. Now, who would want that life? Who would want to choose to be Santa, right? delivering toys to kids and spending eternity in the arctic if you, that's that's your existence you're you're in the arctic except for once a year when you get to go out and just deliver toys to little shits essentially bratty kids right cuz what kid is what kid is good or naughty or they're all naughty they're kids that's what they are that's what happens you're a kid the other thing is they have to trick people into becoming santa because again who 
who wants that life? The, the person that takes the suit has to be tricked because if this Santa in the at the beginning of the movie he didn't die we we pretty much determined he didn't die and you see him wave by at the end or or right before he leaves or whatever he had they have to trick somebody into taking their place okay, but they can't you, just say do hey think? do you want to be santa well that's why you can't do that like you you can't just be like oh hey want to be santa it's something that i think they trick you into doing it that's what i'm saying I that's know, pretty but dark it's not like they can have like Oh, we're taking applications for Santa today. Head on Why down not? to the North Pole. Do you know how many people would abuse that power? Sure. But again, the fact that you have to trick the successor into taking your place, that's kind of twisted. And the fact that not only do you trick them, you trick them and then they can't go back to their previous life. They give up their previous life. Whether they want to or not, it's gone. Now you're Santa. Here you go, buddy. Have fun. That's that's it. It's kind of, that. that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, a little bit dark, okay. if you if you look at it that way. That that's still but a part of the somebody movie. Somebody might that's... look at it like, "Oh my gosh, I get to be Santa." That's pretty amazing too. Uh, yeah, I'm just if you, trying if to the, look at both sides. Okay, I sure, I guess. But you have a guy like Scott Calvin. If you gave him the choice, oh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. But he loved it. Once... He ended up liking yeah. it, but it took him what a year of kind of growing into it. Well, when you're a dink, you know, it's it's not going to sure. be overnight. Yeah, sure. The guy was a dink, but he was successful. He had a, a big house. He he was like the number two in this toy company, but, making lots of money. But he's successful with his job, but not with his family, not with the things that really matter. But he wasn't going to be around to be with his family either because now he's going to live in the freaking North Pole. He makes it work as we see <sighs> in the sequels. Okay. But we're not talking about the sequels. We're talking about the original. Nope. But anyway, so that's what I'm saying. It's dark. There's there's a lot of darkness to this movie. Just just based on that alone, if you look at it from that aspect, take out the fact that he's freaking Santa Claus. Okay, take that so out. Santa falls off our roof, and you put on the suit. Yeah. And now you're Santa Claus. Yeah. I have no choice. I can't come back to you. I can't come back to the kids. I, I give up my previous life. But. No, but be, what? because you don't, because oh, he but, has Charlie. He's not giving up all the people in but, his life. But you're not able to be there as much as you'd like to be. But he That's brings my people point. to the North Pole. He brought oh, okay. Charlie to the North Pole. Oh, wonderful. Hey, I want to see you. Come to the North Pole. Like, really? That's... Why wouldn't you all just live there? Why couldn't we live there with you as the as a family? I don't think that's ever addressed, but it, it didn't appear that that was allowed in the movie. It didn't appear that that was something. You're giving me well, a look, but... Well, he doesn't have... It, well, he, he could bring his son. It wasn't like, oh, he can't be here. They took him in. They embraced him. I I think it would be allowed. There's nothing in the clause that says you can't bring your family to the North Pole, though. Okay, if we're talking the first movie, all right, fine. However, as the trilogy goes on, there there's extra stuff that gets brought into the the anthology not the anthology the mythology of the, of the movie there's there's additional things like i think is it the second one where he has to be married yeah so that's he like has, a then thing he has his wife there and then they have a but, baby there yeah but it's not like he got to ch- bring his previous wife well he wasn't married anyway he wasn't but married to no her. i know but i'm just but that's what but i'm if, saying but even he, if but let's, let's just say even if you could even if you could what if your wife doesn't want to go I go to the North Pole. Oh with my! You. We're not talking about me and you. I just, I'm just saying I just in general. Asked you though, the whole thing that we're talking about is if Santa f- fell off our roof. Yeah. And then you put on the suit, and then you were Santa. That's what I was saying. Okay. I would go to to the North Pole with you. We'd take our kids. We'd go make toys. But you don't make the toys. The elves do. But you do stuff. You work. I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd figure something out to do. I'd keep busy to support you. I'd rub your feet. Wow. <laughs> you just make cookies all day. I would. I would just bake would all the time. Okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to... We're, we're going to move on. So Okay. What I, other theories are there? Okay. So there's a, there's a really great one. This one. Now, this one is freaking twisted and dark. So if there's some little kids listening, you're listening with your kids or something, and they believe in Santa, you might want to fast forward or turn this part off. Okay, this was back in 2017, December 2017. There was a Twitter user by the name of 
at she wolf man C. Okay. That was, that was her Twitter handle. So she asked, or she said, here's a little festive question for you. What is the most stone cold, brutal, horrific Christmas film ever made? She's asking all her followers. So people, of course, respond to stuff like Black Christmas, Christmas Evil, stuff like that. She said, she's responded to all these guesses. Good guesses from everyone, but pull up a chair for a truly seasonal hot take. The most horrific Christmas film, or rather trilogy, is The Santa Claus. Oh, yes. So here comes her theory. Now, we only talked about the first movie. I don't know if we're ever going to go into the second and third one. But her, she went to this long Twitter thread discussing why this is one of the darkest films ever. But she weaves in stuff from the second and the third movie. So I'm going to just read them. If you remember any of the stuff, I remember any of the stuff, we can comment on it, whatever. But this is essentially why the Santa Claus is the darkest holiday Christmas film. She goes on. I'm not talking about what happens to Scott Calvin and his transformation into Santa or the fact that Santa Claus 2 belongs to the Santa finds a wife subgenre, which is always creepy as hell. To recap, when Santa falls off his roof, Scott Calvin puts on his suit and instantly becomes the new Santa. It's all fun and frolics and the elves explain that this is the Santa Claus. The creepiness begins early on because the roof, Santa actually dies on screen quite slowly, and that's the only reason Scott can take on the role. Okay, wait. He doesn't die quite slowly. Okay, I, I agree. That that that, that no, doesn't make sense. Not but quite slowly. I'm just reading what she wrote. I'm going to pick this apart. That's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. I have no problem with that. I'm gonna going to take my positivity against oh, her negativity. Okay, here we go. Moving on. She continues. None of the elves at the North Pole mourn the dead Santa. Bernard just refers to him as the other Santa and shrugs it off. They just cold-heartedly accept that Roof Santa is gone, and now they work with Scott. We've, I like that, Roof Santa, but we've, we've already put yep. our theory yep, against we, that. We mentioned that. She goes on. It's not just humans, though. Elves disappear after hundreds of years, and no one cares. In Santa Claus 1, Judy says she spent the last 1,200 years perfecting her cocoa recipe, but she's nowhere to be seen in Santa Claus 2. She's just casually replaced with another cocoa maker and never mentioned again. Okay, so you have to chalk that up just to the fact that these movies are being made over time and the kids age out. I get there's no can excuse. We, can we move on? Yes, I get what you're saying. This is common sense, say, but we're talking about why these movies are dark. I know. I'm just trying to be okay. devil's advocate. Okay. So obviously the kids age out and maybe they just didn't feel like explaining all of that. Okay. Moving on. And let's take a minute to consider Bernard. He's a huge part of Santa Claus 1 and Santa Claus 2, but he's just absent in Santa Claus 3. Curtis is now elf number one and no one mentions Bernard. She's got a point there. Yeah, but... But this is far from the worst bit. Trust me, I've got so much more. Ooh, are you intrigued? Because I am. In Santa Claus 2, Curtis and Bernard discover the Mrs. Claus, which dictates that Santa must be married. They'd never heard of this before, and the Council of Legendary Figures also know nothing about it. Curtis specifically says that he has been working with Santas for 900 years and that this clause hasn't come to his attention before. The obvious and chilling implication of this is that all previous Santas were married at the point when they donned the suit and invoked the Santa Claus, or they lasted less than a year before dying or invoking the escape clause. It gets worse. Okay, wait. I just want to point out, though. So what's wrong with they were all previously married? There's nothing creepy about that. Or if they left, maybe they realized this isn't for me. I think she's getting to that. Okay. She's building up to it. Moving on. It gets worse. So, where are the wives? Dear God, what happens to the wives? That's true, because that's never talked about, is it? When Roof Santa dies, it's a matter of hours before Scott gets to the North Pole to take over, but there is no sign of recently bereaved Mrs. Claus. What happened to her? Okay, if it was by design, they've already moved out. They're already gone. But it's not mentioned. That's I know, point. but... In Santa Claus I'm three, what she's implying. in Santa Claus three, we see the Hall of Snow Globes, which has one globe for every Santa. 
There's about 50 to 60 globes in there. That's 50 to 60 former Santas who were presumably all married. 60 Santas over the history of Christmas means that the average life expectancy for a Santa is just over 33 years. Some of them will have lived at the North Pole for much longer. And, as we find out from Santa Claus 3, Santas are fertile in this universe, so Buddy Claus may not have been the first baby to be born at the North Pole. So where are the babies? Where are the wives? There are potentially 60 women unaccounted for in this film series, and the elves never ever mention them. The horrible truth is finally revealed. Do you know what that horrible truth is, according to She-Wolf Mancy? They kill them. Here we go. I think there's a clear hint, though, in Santa Claus 3. To quote Bud Newman on entering the elves' kitchen, how come the oven in the kitchen is bigger than the delivery room? That's right. The North Pole may be full of a bunch of baby-eating cannibals. Why would the elves need a massive oven? Santa delivers toys, not baked goods. Now think about how wryly the elves smile whenever someone comments on the flavor of their cocoa. The elves are clearly baking women and possibly children in their oven, then using the bodies to make ceremonial cocoa, which they then feed to future Santas. And that, my friends, is why the Santa Claus is the most horrific Christmas film ever made. No. The oven needs to be so big. Think about how many cookies they need to make. Not just for Santa, but for all the elves. Now, having a good size oven myself, you can only bake maybe 24 cookies tops at a time. You're cooking for how many people and how many cookies can Santa eat? Yeah, you need a big oven like that. That's why. And the wives and the children are out in Hawaii with Santa as he retires. So it's all planned out. And if Santa did die by accident, the family would probably go back to their regular lives. She needs to stop being so dark. Well. Though it is enjoyable how I thought, twisted it is. I thought, I thought it was <laughs> pretty. Is, it's very clever. I thought it was pretty clever, pretty perceptive on yes. her part to go and watch all the, all three movies mm-hmm. and to pick all this stuff up. Yeah. I mean, this took some work. Yeah, that was very clever. So but... I'm going to give it to her. I, I like, I, I get what you're saying. You have rebutted that theory quite convincingly. I'll give you that. Thank you. But I. I enjoyed her theory Props more. Props to her. <laughs> I enjoyed her theory for more. For that theory. I, I, hope, I hope that's what the, the movie makers intended, was to make this dark, creepy movie and just toss it out there under everyone's nose, and that's the actual real story. I hope that's what it I was. I wouldn't be surprised. And we would all it's have been Disney. fooled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've all been fooled this whole time that it's this happy trilogy of movies when really, in actuality, it's darker than dark. Mm. But anyhow, yeah. <laughs> so, so with that, so on that note, if you have enjoyed what you have heard, please go over to iTunes and just hit that subscribe button and give us a five star review if you get a few seconds. It only takes a couple of seconds. Scroll all the way down to the bottom on iTunes. Yep. Just hit where the five stars is at and submit. That's it. It's all you got to do. And it actually helps us to become a little bit more discoverable yes. on iTunes. So anybody looking for a new podcast. If they type in Homewrecker, they'll be able to see us a little bit easier. If, if faster. Faster. Easier yeah. to find. Easier to find. Right. So we appreciate that because we are always trying to grow the show. We appreciate everybody that does listen. And if you like what you hear, let us know. Reach out to us on our social media. We have a Twitter account, which is... At Pod. We have Instagram. Homewrecker Podcast. And we have a website, too. We do. It is www.homewreckerpodcast.com. So hit us up on any one of those forums. We love interacting with our listeners. We really do. We appreciate you. We're thankful for you. And that's going to do it this week. Yeah. Unless you got anything you'd like to add. I will say, for upcoming episodes this month, this is not the last of movie discussions. There's at least two other movies that we need to talk about. Do you want to tell people what they are or do you want to just wait? Oh, no, tell- we're okay. going to wait. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I know what they are, obviously, but okay. Yeah, so we're, we're definitely going to come back and do more holiday stuff, holiday movie reviews, maybe even next week. Mm-hmm. But until then, I am the Golden Greek Alexarion. I've been joined by my beautiful, lovely, super positive, no matter what you throw at her, she manages to put a positive spin on it. 
It's just how I am. It's how I operate. <laughs> Gorgeous, beautiful, amazing. I love you so much. Oh, I love mm, you. My trophy wife, Monique. And you've been listening to the Home Record Podcast. It was the night before Christmas, and children were dreaming of the presents Santa would bring. Somebody's on the roof. But this Christmas Eve... Hey, you! The unthinkable happened. You killed him! Did not. Now, this night... Something should happen to me. Put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. It's up to them... Let's go! ...to save the day. Together, Scott Kelvin and his son Charlie take on the biggest job in the world. Looking good, Dad. And though it has its dangers... Nice teeth. He thought it was just for one night. You're the new Santa. I am not Santa Claus. Ah. You put on the suit, you're the big guy. What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? Then there would be millions of disappointed children around the world. He doesn't want the job. Ah! It was a dream. But it's growing on him. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Now he's getting into the spirit. Ah! There are a lot of kids that believe me. I want some ballet slippers. And getting ready for the biggest night of his life. How could I have done this without you, Charlie? You couldn't. Walt Disney presents a timeless tale that will warm your heart. I love you, son. I love you, son. Lift your spirits and make you believe. You really are Santa Claus. Pretty cool, huh? Share the merriment and the magic. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Tim Allen. Santa? The Santa Claus.